Well, Brooke, it's great to see you. Thanks for joining. See you. Good to see you. I just saw you two days ago in Nashville at the Dove Awards. Yeah. And then there was an after party later with a bunch of different artists and just people in the industry, producers and songwriters. And you were there. And that's actually where we first met. That's where we met. So I'm glad we got that. And now we got this. I know. Now now we have this. We're already in the stream. Right. So I'll say this. As a worship leader, I I knew you originally through some of your early songs and your early and your first name, Brooke Frazier. Right. So. As I was prepping for this, I was like, wait, how do you say her last name? Is it Liggertwood? Is it Lig- oh, so I So I started diving deep into like different interviews you've done before. And you know what's funny? No one says your last name as if everybody's avoiding it. That's true. And they I don't want to mess it up. It's no, that's no problem. <laughs> Literally, of like 10 of the interviews I watched, like nine of yeah. them, no one said your last name. They're just, hey, Brooke. So, but I found though, it's Liggertwood, right? Yeah, that's right. How did you find it? Maybe we need to help people with that i don't know but i also don't care enough to like i'm not going to correct people because people also say fraser and it's fraser so i don't correct oh, that gosh so i messed yeah. that one up too it's like whatever it doesn't matter i yeah. love whatever you call me <laughs> yeah well brooke i'm glad you're here and i was also looking up i mean i know you've written a ton of songs but i was looking up like what song specifically and i was couldn't even believe as i was looking at the list of the magnitude of the songs you've written I mean, what a beautiful name. Everyone knows that one. King of Kings, Who You Say I Am, A Thousand Hollies. I didn't write Who You Say I Am, though. I didn't write Who You Say I Am. You didn't? I'm like, I didn't write that. Ben and Ruben wrote that. Well, thank you for correcting me on that. Uh, (laughs) Hosanna? Mm -hmm. That was a huge, huge song when I first, like, was that when I was leading back at Willow Creek? We played that all the time. Desert Song, Lead Me to the Cross, I Will Exalt You. That is an amazing song. I actually, I love that song. Oh, thank you. My personal favorite is None But Jesus. I have so many amazing just worship memories of that song, leading that song. Wow, that's amazing. That's still in my top five of all worship songs. So, I mean, you've written so many. So people know you as a worship songwriter. Tell us a little bit about, though, your music career as Brooke. What was it? Phrase? Fraser. <laughs> Fraser. 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 And then tell us, tell us just a little bit about that, because I think a lot of people don't know that. And yeah. then how and when did you start playing worship music? Um, so, yeah, I guess, <clears throat> you know, it's funny you, um, you're talking about the songs of worship and all that, because I feel really blessedly sheltered from all of that, um, because I, you know, have spent 20 years um, primarily as a mainstream artist through Rick Fraser. And the songs of worship I was writing, I wasn't writing like, as a career or anything. It was just, these were the songs that I was writing in my bedroom and they didn't have a place in my mainstream career, but they, they incredibly by the grace of God had a place in my community of faith. And then my community of faith kind of went broader than that, but I was pretty disconnected from the reality of that, um, which I think was a great thing. Um, uh, At no point um, was I keeping score, like, so to speak, you just, you, you write songs to the Lord and they find a place. And I was very much occupied with um, this other thing. And so it is um, it is a really um, humbling place to be now um, as a 39-year-old to then now have all of these songs that God's entrusted um, to me over the years and some written specifically for um, you know, community, but also a lot that just, you know, when I think of I Will Exalt You and Number Jesus and, 
um, songs like that, New Wine, they were just songs that I was writing in my prayer closet, so to speak, to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> now to have all these um, um, songs feels like such a gift and and then kind of now is the time in my life where I um, can, for the first time, put um, my um, expression in kind of creative language, um, like musically speaking, um, and, and apply that to, to some of these songs, which I was just honoured to write and get to serve um, you know, through my faith community and um, and then through other friends as well. So um, it's a wild journey, but um, I'm I'm really uh, amazed at the the grace of God because I'm not that clever. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're a very talented and anointed songwriter. Like there is an anointing on these songs. I think like you can tell that you wrote them in your personal prayer closet because they're so personal. I mean, mm-hmm. I think of none but Jesus or I will exalt you. Like those songs are like so just like you and God. Mm. It's just a very personal and vertical song. Mm. And I love that. I mm. Those are my favorite types of worship songs, but that might be the vineyard coming out of me that I yeah. just, all those songs were just simple and sweet yes. and just intimate, like just yeah. you and God, that's it. And that's probably so circular as well, because, you know, I was so, inf- not, not when I say influenced, it wasn't, but I was so, um, my, my earliest, my, the first, my memories of the first few years of my journey with Jesus, um, there's just songs and sounds that I probably the same for everybody attached to those kind of early years of faith or early years of mm-hmm. kind of awakening to Jesus. And um, and Vineyard was such a, a potent part of that for me. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so, they had something really special going yeah. at that mm-hmm. time. So speaking of songs, I'm just curious personally, like what is a worship song right now? that's currently really stirring your spirit mm. or has helped you through this past season mm. by anyone or yeah some... by anyone like just a song that like you really mm. love maybe when you sing it it just gives you like you know goosebumps or makes you just really feel close yeah. to god <clears throat> i i hate the answer i'm about to give because it sounds like i'm trying to plug <laughs> something but yeah and it can be your song yeah, I'm just trying to be truthful, but there was um there's a there's a song on a this new record called Bless God. And um, but we didn't write that for this. Um, that was a song that Brandon Lake and Cody and I wrote for Cody's project, Cody Khan's, and he already had that chorus like going into the day. He was like, I've got this chorus, I'd love to see if we could flesh that out. And this song came out, and really I um have been pretty flabbergasted at the at the mercy of God and and having me in the, the room that day because that song didn't come out for a long time after we wrote it. I think we wrote it in maybe February 2022, and uh, it came out a couple months ago. Um, but in the months after we wrote that song, um, mine and my husband, our family went through some really um, intense stuff and uh, across the world move and like some health things and community things and all of these things. And um, and I found myself in this unexpected kind of constellation of trauma. And I had this Dropbox link to just a really simple piano and vocal demo of Cody singing that song that we wrote that day. And that was the song that saw me through this last season. I would get in my car and just put on that really simple demo of, and I would scream and weep these words at the top of my lungs, kind of driving around. Yeah. <laughs> after off. And yeah. um, 
really, really helped me. So I was really grateful that Cody let let me do a version as well. And um, there's an, as an extended version. So there's, we split it into two tracks. But the second track is just then a, a tag that kind of just flowed out of me worshipping with it on the piano one day. The song had already been completed, but just another little part that came out. But but that's been a song that has really um, helped me. And and beyond that, I guess I just, I tend to, I don't know if you're the same, but um, I feel like especially in seasons of um, of trickiness, um, uh, you kind of, for me, I, I do like to tend to go back to some of those songs that have been anchor points for me through the years. So I have been re-listening again to a lot of, um, you know, Hungry, you, you know, yeah. Vignette. And um, a lot of delirious, and yeah. so that Martin is on this record with me as well. Um, and uh, yeah, a lot of those songs that um, um, Sarah Groves, I always loved Sarah yeah. Groves. Yeah. Um, so kind of revisiting a lot of those um, places, those songs um, that have been like kind of memorials along my path. Yeah, yeah, Matt, I love I love all those. You know, that's cool to hear that. Um, Bless God is on your album. I didn't know it was coming up. Um, because I heard when I was listening to Cody's album, I was like working on something and I heard that bridge come on and I was like, what song is this? Yeah. It's an incredible song. Yeah. It's it's wild. And so, um, I just, again, I feel like it's just, sometimes God is too kind to me because I really do feel like one of the re- reasons that I was there because was because God knew that I would need that song a year mm-hmm. and a half before Cody released it. I needed it like right then. Yeah. Isn't that um, amazing? Yeah. yeah. So you released your first live solo worship album seven last year right yeah what was what was that experience like and is there like a a memory that stands out from that process just um that album was and is a miracle and it really was um one of the the holiest things that i've ever been a part of and just the Lord was so, um, because also I feel like I can say that because it wasn't my idea. I never wanted to do that. wasn't my idea. Um, and, but because it was such a pure obedience thing, um, and I was so trusting God, um, that this was something I think he had pretty clearly told me to do that just every detail was a miracle and it continued it was just like I had so many um aspects of the story of yeah. every single part of that that record was just um a miracle and um it it felt clean and safe and saturated and soaked and um so really just my when I think of that album I just the the word that comes to mind is just it was it was and is a miracle yeah, yeah. I love Honey Honey in the Rock. My my wife loves that song too. She's always <laughs> playing that song. It's such a but, fun one. So that was live. Is eight live? No, eight's not live, but I, I don't want people to notice that it's not. Um okay. and so I I um and I love um one of the things that I love about the song of worship is that it's um just this it's this very clear meeting of um the divine and and the human and i um and so the sound of and in worship for me i really love the sound of um humans humaning mm-hmm. so um so it, it's a studio record but um i was pretty intentional about um making it feel really human and yeah. i think that it was so there's the sound of so i use a lot of room sound a lot of the sound of people 
kind of rustling and moving around, like a lot of the sound of um, prayer. Um, so like incense is, uh, there's many long stories about that, about that song and, and the way that um, we produce that and the things that I wanted to put in there to make that feel like it does. Um, but yeah, so all that to say, it's not a lot. That was such, this is such a long answer for such a simple question, but this is a studio album, but I hope that it doesn't feel, I hope that it's still, I think yeah. that it still feels like Feels church. like, yeah, church. Yeah, yeah. people singing worship yeah. songs. So tell us about eight. So it releases tomorrow, which actually when people watch this, I don't know when, when that's going to be, but releases tomorrow, which is October. 20. So it might as well be out now. When people 20. are watching, it's out now. Yeah, It's out. Go listen to it. So tell us about like the album and like in the heart behind it and yeah. vision. Um, I'm, I, I'm a, I'm very passionate about the theology of beauty and the theology of art and the redemptive role of art in the church. Um, and so I, I go in pretty heavy on these things. I am, um, I'm in in some ways. I feel like I was supposed to be living like the 1600s or something. Because <laughs> some like this, I feel not not born for this era. But <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a I and I also love books. Um, I say all that to say um, I understand what data tells us about blah 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 and albums are over and people are all about tracks and da 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 but but um when we look at god god is a god of story um and stories have chapters and plots and things that unfold and twist and turn and so um i'm really passionate about about albums um being reflective of uh, story um so not just the individual stories of the songs but how all of these chapters of the book of the album kind of weave together um and are, are bringing different angles of kind of of one narrative so um the intent would be i would hope um that if people i know that people will cherry pick whatever they want and that's totally fine i understand that but but for people who want to have a different kind of listening experience it's it's a pretty deliberately and intentionally crafted journey for you to listen to from start to finish um without shuffling um i i I had a really um, lovely conversation just a couple of hours ago with someone who said um, he appreciated how the moments that were heavy um, that we that we kind of lifted it just in time before it felt too much and kind of yeah. took took another turn. So yeah. um, it's it's really um, supposed to be for whomever wants to experience it this way a real journey through kind of uh, encounter. Yeah. yeah. So why seven and eight? Like, so is the next one nine? Explain yeah. the numbers. Well, I never, seven was supposed to be it. Like okay. one and done. And so that was, um, that was because of Revelation one. I'd been sitting in the book of ah. Revelation and studying that and, um, you know, Jesus standing in the middle of the seven lampstands and the seven lampstands of the seven churches. And yeah. I was told to write, you know, write down what you see and send it to the churches. And, the Lord had given me in a radically short space of time all of these songs, one after the other, that felt as if they'd been being written for years and years, but they came literally in five weeks. And I wasn't trying to write an album. Wow. It was COVID was just over, and I had obviously not gone anywhere in a long time yeah. and um, had been really kind of in the in the weeds of a lot of administration and detail and mm -hmm. what what my role had been then in our own community and just hadn't written, had written maybe one day in the past year. So kind of, it kind of wasn't yeah. over, but the travel restrictions kind of yeah. lifted. 
And I, um, and so I texted a couple of my friends and was just like, Hey, I'm, I've got an itch to scratch. Do you want to spend some time together? And it yeah. was really honestly just like over really only a couple of handfuls of days and about five weeks that astonishingly, um, the Lord just gave us these songs that, wow. and, but they, the fact that they weren't all, they, I didn't have two of the same song. They, as each song came along, it felt like they were chapters of the same book that they yeah. were, that, that they all belong together, that they wow. were. And so I felt like, yeah, um, not that John, but I was just like, I felt like this is what the Lord has given me to send to the yeah. church at this time. And I felt a real sense of urgency about it, um, that I needed to do that now. So seven was seven just because of, um, I, I said to Scotty, my husband, um, who is over kind of all of the creative for everything we do. Um, I said, I, I, I want to, I think it has something, I think the title has to have something to do with, you know, revelation one and what I've been studying and sitting in. I was like, but seven lampstands doesn't really have <laughs> like a, doesn't really roll off the tongue. And, yeah. uh, he's like, all right, let me think about it. I went out for a couple of hours to do some errands and I came back and my husband is very prophetic. He's a songwriter. So he co-wrote King of Kings and a bunch of other amazing songs, but he's very prophetic when it comes to um, to visual and, and how to tell a story. So I came back from running errands and he said, I think the Lord gave me something. And he turned around his computer screen and just said seven, that word that you see. And then all of these kind of icons that represent yeah. kind of, um, the yeah. different all of the things in the chapters. So anyway. Oh, that is awesome. I love that. Thanks yeah. for explaining that. That's all right. And then eight's oh. just the next number after seven. So people yeah, have right. to say, what's the meaning of eight? And I was like, oh, it's just like the next number. Just coming next. And then number nine is next. Yeah. And I now think you're on the train. You're going to have to just keep I'm going. I'm on the train. And so for me as well, because there is a there is a pretty, there's, I have probably a couple of dozen songs that I want to be mm-hmm. able to from over the years that I want to be able to present. Yeah. So, to, And also because I have already a solo career as Brooke Fraser over here. Yeah. So to me, just to keep the songs of worship for the church in an identifiable yeah. kind of volumes yeah. uh, for me makes. I love sense. it. Yeah. Wait, I have a question about songwriting for you. Mm-hmm. When you decide, so do you ever write alone or do you always co-write? No, I mostly write alone. Okay. And so when you decide like, okay, I'm going to write a song today. Yeah. What do you do? Like, do you just sit down with your guitar and start trying to think, come up with a melody or are you, do you start like writing words down? Like what's terrible about me is I, um, I, I don't think I've ever decided to write a song and it ever worked (laughs) (laughs) for me. The song, um, the beginning, it comes to me Mm. usually in the shower or in the car or, um, I remember awake, I wrote a song called Awake My Soul and I vividly remember um, driving to, uh, I had just dropped off um, our daughter who was very little then. Um, I had dropped her off at preschool and um, I just heard that, that melody um, of the verse, there is a sound I love to hear, da, 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 da. and just, so it's usually in the car or in the shower um, or doing a very ordinary life. But um, for me, the write I write every day, but I only write a few times a year. But the writing is actually the input. The writing is um, just your everyday walking around. You know, the Romans twelve kind of message paraphrase, like your everyday ordinary life and presenting it, making it an offering. Um, and so, um, I I could never be anybody who um, who wrote like five days a week because I think I wouldn't have anything to say that mattered. Um, I think before you speak as a songwriter, before you say anything or try to put to pen to paper, I hope that, that 
we would spend a lot more time listening than we do talking because then if we spend more time listening, um, hopefully when we uh, do speak, we're able to say something that actually matters. Yeah. Mm. Wow, that's good. What is one song on the album that you really hope worship leaders listen to Mm. when it releases? Is there a song that you really hope that worship leaders could take it to their church and lead it? I think, um, I think Bless God is a song that is um, a really helpful song. Mm-hmm. So I've gotten to lead that um, a few times just over the past few months and in rooms where people are hearing it for the first time and um, have been really honestly taken aback at um, how at the immediacy, immediacy with which people grab it. And I know, um, you know, as, as a worship leader, when you're introducing a new song, um, you know, some songs are going to take time to take root with the congregation and become, but yeah. it's always almost like a sense of relief when you have a song that you feel like you can lean on and this is trustworthy yeah. and this is actually going to give people something to sing that's um, going to help them, um, that they can grab onto. So so I think Bless God is a really helpful song. Um, and then, yeah. That is a good one. That does seem like one that the church is going to really grab a hold of and it'll become a staple. Yeah, I hope. Okay. Well, also, I'm so sorry. I don't know how to turn off notifications. What is, I don't even know. That's all right. I, it's totally fine. So I've got two more questions for you. One's <laughs> light. Actually, they're both pretty light. But okay. what, like if you were having coffee with a young worship leader, mm. maybe like a 16-year-old, 17-year-old, you even. Mm. Maybe you're, maybe you're even talking to yourself. What's like some advice you would give for a young worship leader or a young songwriter mm. who's just getting started? They want to be a worship leader. They want to write songs. What do what you wish that maybe someone would have told you or what would you want to pass on to someone? I just, um, I would honestly say lean so hard into community mm. um, and don't, um, don't underestimate um, the treasure of community and the ways that the Lord will disciple you through community, not even by necessarily someone actively discipling you, but just the way that existing in community. I know for me, like, I feel like the Lord used it to, I've still got some spiky edges, <laughs> but the Lord used it, you know, to smooth just some of the parts of me that were just like too. Yeah. Um, and um, and then just, you know, now, even though, our, you know, my faith communities got gone through and still going through a really difficult time but I look at the richness of the relationships that we a lot of us have that we've been serving God together for 20 years mm-hmm. and when there's real actual community and relationships there um that is just one of the greatest treasures of my life and I and I said to one of my friends the other day we were talking about it like if we could know even the things that would be hard and even the things that would go terribly wrong and all of these things, like I would still choose yes all over again because the, of the friendships and the relationships and the depth of relationship that you have with people when you've been serving the Lord together for literally decades. Um, so I would just say lean into community because then whatever happens, whether you do what you hope to vocationally or not, yeah. twists and turns, um, you will be... Yeah. Uh, you will learn the treasure of like having real fellowship in the house of God. And that will enable you to continue to serve God in whatever form that might take. Sometimes we get very attached to how we want God to use us, um, but we kind of don't really get to choose that. So, um, so community place in which we can kind of work out and wrestle with those questions in a place um, of safety and richness of relationship. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's interesting you say that. It made me think of after the award show, the Dub Award show, I was talking with a friend and we were talking about how, you know, like these awards, these accomplishments are so great here, but like mm-hmm. those aren't going to be like something you take to heaven with you. No. <laughs> um, but what you can take to heaven with you are people. That's right. Like you could take your family with you. You can't mm-hmm. like take your money and your possessions and your mm-hmm. guitars and whatever. Yeah. But you can take your family. You could take your your friends. You could take the lives of the people that, you know, so, they, and that's, what's important. Like, what are you, how are you impacting and loving people? And that's right. Um, so I think that that's a really good word about community because mm-hmm. that's, we're going to go to heaven with those people. So right. um, this is a very light question, but it just let, and this is my final question, but it lets us into the inside world of like what your world looks like when you're not, performing and on stage and writing songs like give us a little bit sneak peek into the real world real world of broken you've actually mentioned a few times here like preschool or a school drop off but like what does a week or a day look like for you typically like when you're at home you know are you are you making pancakes you're doing the school drop off like do you travel a lot are you like what is what's it look like i the I feel like I'm a very frustrating person to answer this because I have not had a week that looks the same in 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I literally haven't, I don't even know what that would be like. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, it doesn't feel normal to you. No, there's no, there's no, well, I, I, I don't know. It, it's normal to me, but it's normal to me that every single week is different and I'm doing different things. Something totally different. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So you said and you I'll, don't write every day. No. Maybe a few times. But you're maybe. always maybe like just singing in your, yeah, in the in the car. No, because for me, like writing is, um, writing the actual um, act of um, putting pen to paper and uh, and kind of melody to voice memory. Whatever. For me, that should be the last step, mm. not the first step. So the there's so many things that should happen in my view before before this this actual act of articulation comes out um and that has to be um study has to be soaking in scripture it has to be um uh trying to serve my family better it has to be kind of um sorry it has to be surrender it's the life that you know if the a a, a well crafted song is um the is kind of a, a a a good sharp tip of the spear but the thing that's going to give it the power to penetrate is first of all um the anointing of god but secondly hopefully the weight of a surrendered life a surrendered life carries weight and that's often something that god can then place anointing upon and then that's actually the 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 power that like so so i feel like so many people are sharp spend all this time trying to sharpen sharpening the tips of their spears but um but Mm. there's nothing behind them they're trying to sharpen a toothpick and so i feel like so much of so much of our lives as songwriters has to be um living at the lord hears the song of our lives way louder than he hears the song of our lips so write wow. the song of your life before you try to write a song that will go on someone's lips. Yeah. Wow. That's good. I think that's a good place to end this. It was really great to meet you. Thank you for doing this and congrats on the album release. Thank you. I can't wait to listen to it. 
you very much. And thanks for everything that you do. Keep yeah, going. Absolutely. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Couldn't do what we do without you. Let us know in the comments what you thought. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Follow us on Facebook, YouTube. Stay tuned. We got a bunch more stuff coming. Appreciate you guys. See ya.